suggest a new strategy, Only different in your mind. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Smut Hut. Uh, my name is Kay. Uh, I'm also known as Blajava the Hut here in the Smut Hut. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3 at DRKLDYKAY. And hey, it's Sophia, known as R2, give me the D2 in the Smut Hut. You can find me on Twitter at Lady of Rebellion or on Tumblr at Our Lady of Rebellion. And we are so happy to be here today. Uh, we decided that it's been a while and I was trying to think about what to do uh, so that we could help in this ridiculously egregious uh, political time. And, oh my uh, god, egregious is such a good word for that. <laughs> and so we decided that uh, we would go ahead and um, auction off, well, maybe not auction off is not the right word, but we would go ahead and run a charity uh, for Act Blue and uh, the candidates in Georgia to see if we can flip the Senate. So uh, the next few episodes are going to be uh, shorter episodes. We're only going to review one or two fics um, from an author, uh, and they donated money to Act Blue or the two candidates or uh, votes for Black Lives. Um, and so, no, black, it's Black Votes Matter is what it is. Excuse me. Black Votes Matter. Righteous. And so uh, those, uh, I think it's six organizations altogether, uh, these authors went ahead and donated money to them, and uh, we're going to go ahead and review their fix. So today, we are actually going to review Flowers of Carrots fix. Uh, this, her name is Dot, and you can find her on AO3 at Queen of Carrot Flowers or on Twitter at Flowers of Carrots. And we're going to go ahead today, and we're going to review this amazing fic called A Hungry Mouth. Okay? It is awesome so uh the tags are uh alternate universe canon divergence vagina dentata which is what yeah, really get ready kids <laughs> fluff and angst body dysphoria blood ho body horror references to past relationships for ray uh, oblique reference to dismemberment mention of blood force sensitivity and parasites I'd like to add an additional sexual assault content warning for this episode. We briefly mention the horror movie Teeth and make vague references to sexual assault in our review of the fic. Feel free to direct any questions or concerns to at uh, Smuthut Podcast on Twitter or smuthutpodcast at gmail.com. That being said, it also should have the tag smut taken seriously horror taken seriously i don't know soft horror yeah like it's it's okay it's special it's very special and like can we do we just start talking yeah, about let's it now just start talking let's about start, it do, it's let one, me, let it's me one chapter summary. yeah let me read the summary okay. it's one chapter ray is afraid when she and ben get naked together for the first time ben is prepared to do whatever he needs to help her feel comfortable with herself and even that isn't enough of a description. <laughs> no, there it really isn't. It really isn't. Uh, okay, so we so do we go? Yeah, okay, let's go right. ahead. So spoilers, spoilers ahead. When you, when I when I hear the phrase vagina dentata, I get certain images in my head. And if you've seen the movie Vagina Dentata, oh, it's teeth. I think that's what. The oh, teeth. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, if you've seen that movie Teeth, it's about uh, it's like this horror coming of age story. And one of the early scenes, um, parallel to, but not the same as what happens in the fic, one of the early scenes is that but this guy's forcing himself on her and her body reacts, uh, bites his dick off. Yeah. And it's, it's great because he, he deserves it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, that, you know, for a lot of us who aren't familiar with that myth, and also, just for the fact there's not a lot of dentato horror movies out there. because no, because you can't show the, a woman's genitals without getting an X rating, which I yeah. think is ridiculous. Yeah, so there's that's happening. So you have this, like, needless, like, eroticization of, of the vulva. Uh, and then you... It's just, you know, this is a powerful woman. This is a woman with, like, a scary power. And like women aren't allowed to have that, right? Um, because if they if they do, like if they if they have power like Ray, like they're a Mary she Sue. She had to come from Palpatine. Yeah. That's who she had to come She's from. She's a Mary Sue, <laughs> or she gets it from a man. You know, like mm -hmm. this is the vagina dentata myth. Myth is like that is just like the way that a woman was born, and that's her power. And she, you know, it 
it's all hers, right? And it's this gate. This is the gatekeeping that yeah. sh- that women, all women, should have. It's like who is allowed <laughs> That's anywhere the one near? That's the yes. one acceptable. Anyone who has a vulva should have that gatekeeping yeah. ability. It's a gate for real in this fic. Consent is God tier <laughs> gatekeeping. Okay? Yes, it is. So <laughs> if I can just those, that doesn't make sense. I'm just gonna smush those together. Who cares? Um, yeah, so that so that's the mythology. So I had a certain image in my head. Now I'm gonna make a small confession here. I don't always read the tags mm-hmm. because I'm just like, give me. I want to start reading it now. Give it to me now. Well, and some people their triggers like my, I don't have that many triggers, so I don't always feel right. I have to read it. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. the privilege of yes. you know being lucky enough to have had a life that has had like very few uh, sexual traumas, mm-hmm. and I understand that that's a privilege. Uh, but sometimes I skip the tags to my own detriment. And had I read the tags, I probably would not have gone in with an expectation of a certain kind of dentata horror. Mm-hmm. I was expecting, like, I don't know. Like, scary horror? Yeah, something scarier. Like, crack, like crack horror? Or more like crack like sex hilarious horrific, maybe. Yes, uh-huh. Um, so, so something that was going to be like a more like more BDSME, I guess, like a like a femme Don Ray with her mm-hmm. vagina dentata or something. But I was I'm you're still here that. for that too. Yeah, I'm still like like you know, <laughs> like I admit that the reason I skipped the tags because I was just like woo vagina dentata like let's do it. So <laughs> I'm down. Uh, so I start reading it and it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's very romantic. Yeah. So it starts out with um. Ray and Ben like making out some fucking heavy ass petting. Oh yeah. Uh and uh Ray is like, I I no. When Ben asks her to take off her clothes, she's just like, No, I'm I'm completely and she goes into this like shame spiral. Yeah. Something that I feel like a lot of just people in general, um, especially if you're not a, a cis man, um, might deal with when it comes down to taking off your clothes in front of someone, especially if you've had negative experiences in the past, you know. Um, you know, someone may not like scars on me, someone may not like this or I've had partners who have made me feel shame about certain parts of my body yeah uh, you know and then you come to find out that Ray's had a traumatic experience where her first time with someone she injured or killed it is not made clear in the fic uh her partner with her vagina tentata essentially yeah. and what I will say is because I, I earlier I wanted to make that comment about the movie teeth being in parallel to this story uh so ray's first experience was consensual Mm -hmm. she wanted to be with this guy and uh but for whatever reason her dentata reacted very negatively to that man and you know what i'm going to just like fill in a little bit because i'm a big fan of you know developing our own mythology in the spaces in between the lines because that's where a lot of us find existence and validity and good stories and good stories um so my headcanon is that the reason why her teeth reacted to him that way was because even though ray wanted to do it she wasn't enthusiastic about it yeah she wasn't fully fully on board yeah like or maybe even just like not even fully aroused Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like my headcanon is that this other man as polite as he was and like you know asking her first yeah and like Mm -hmm. ready to like you know, ready to, like, go to sleep by himself if she said no and, like, not take it personally. Regardless of how polite he is, if he isn't, like... <laughs> I'm just gonna just make, like, a make up a phrase here. If he isn't participating in sexual equity... Yeah, no, it's true. Or... or <laughs> sexual equity, I like that. <laughs> sexual reparations. Yes. Which is, I think, very much owed to non-male bodies. Oh, no, 100%. I think, um, that, I think that every cis man deserves that. Yeah. Deserves to give uh, non-male bodies that, 100%. Yeah, all, all of the bodies that don't identify as male, like, those bodies are very much in need of reparations. And, like... For me, that was my headcanon. It was like this man like did not put in the effort to make sure that Ray was physically ready and mm-hmm. also just like enjoying it as much as he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they were huddled together for more for warmth. So yeah. That trope did not work out well for him. Yeah. Um but I I appreciate him. That's a classic move. I understand like why he would make that move. Like I would make that move. Like I get it. So in this in this fic Ben, it, like, he's being very kind, but he's also being very firm with her. And he's like, look, 
we need to communicate about this. And he's trying to be gentle. But it was really like this pulling teeth scene. Yeah. Of him trying to be like, like, what is it? Like, like what? what? What mouth? I'm confused. What yeah. teeth hurt? And the fact that she starts telling him in like piece by piece, like. It was almost like it was he was undressing her. Like the story telling itself was like pulling off those clothes. Mm. So it was like part of like that tension She there. was getting naked in a different way. It's true. Well, and I, I said in my notes here that like um, one of the things I really enjoyed about this is that Ray never avoids those hard conversations with other people. In The Force Awakens, she didn't want to talk about her parents, you know? It made her feel really uncomfortable and upset. But once The Last Jedi rolled around and Kylo pulled out, you know, you remember is, exactly what happened. It is mimicking that process. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's, here's Kylo slash Ben helping her process some of her pain and fears. And I appreciate this in both fix that we're going to be reviewing right now is the way that they help each other process these hard emotions, yeah. these hard thoughts and this like yeah. dogma that both of us, them are ascribed to. So, yeah. And that's another kind of romantic, a little bit like the idea of psych, like psychologically, emotionally getting naked with each other and being able to build that kind of intimacy. And that is why The Last Jedi is so fucking good. It's true. It's true. It's because of the emotional intimacy that these two characters are building with each other. And why LDF can't see that, I don't know. It's so fucking obvious. Can, but anyway. We just have all of the rage about that. I mean, you know, I mean that's as, part as, of the reason why we haven't recorded anything since now. <laughs> since now, because we were just, we would just, it would be an hour long uh, just track of just us screaming is what it would be. Yeah, we needed a lot of time. <laughs> we needed a lot of time to process it. And as you can tell, dear listeners, I am still a bitter bitch. <laughs> So one of the things that Dot does in this fic is that uh, they give the story to her vagina dentata. And so Ray's vagina dentata is a a parasite, essentially, like a metal parasite. This is very cool. It is so ingenuitive in a science fiction way. Like this to me, the originality of this, this metaphor slash idea slash creature to me, was like reading some serious feminist science fiction. Like, I felt like I was reading something that I would read in a seminar. What I'm going to also suggest is uh, I read it and I was thinking about a book, a romance uh, series that I have read. It's a steampunk romance and it's called The Iron Seas is the series. The Iron Duke is the first one and it's by Mel Jean Brooke. Um, It's very good. Uh, Content warnings for some sexual assaults past um, conversations as well as um, I would say there's a little bit of uh, problematic undertones uh, with some of the setting because of the world building that Mel Jean Brook does. But if you're interested in this idea of uh, nano agents essentially in infecting you and ha- the conversation to be had about them, you should look into this. That book sounds cool as fuck. Oh, the uh, sex scenes are smoking hot. So there is sex in it. It's oh, yeah. not YA. Oh, no, it's definitely not. Oh, okay. This, this is smoking hot sex scene in okay. every single book. All right. So thank you for telling me about that. Um, but Size kink. There's definitely size kink in there. I thought that was really cool uh, making it as a parasite. You know what I mean? And that makes sense. I mean, oh, she's yeah. so on a desert planet yeah, so let's... without like care, without medical care, poor, you know? Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's clarify exactly what this is. So it is... A metallic being, it's some type of metallic alien matter that at some point in Ray's childhood or adolescence um, got into her body and formed it's like a fucking gate, a, like a mouth. Gate. Yeah, like a mouth teeth gate. So, so yeah. And so in my head, I imagine like um, it could... You know, the, the I don't know how big the organism is. The story doesn't go into a lot of detail about it. But just the idea of a parasitic being that offers some type of empowering protection because it's psychologically linked to you. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, yeah. Where have we heard that before? Uh, venom. <laughs> oh, Venom. Oh, God. Well, I mean, we could have a whole a whole one on Venom because, you know, I'm I love sorry, him. I'm sorry. I thought I you could tell him. what I was saying. No, I didn't. So it's that that's me. I just thought that was there was something so incredibly smart about that. Well, and I liked I liked how how Ben just unfazed. 
he's just like, all right, yeah, she, all right, this is kind of weird, but th- I, I'm willing to work with this. Yeah. And he gets down there and he like parts her legs after like eating her out. And she's just so embarrassed. And he's like, hi, teeth. And he's like doing it like to make her laugh. But then the teeth talk back. Oh, they don't really, but they through like the force. through the force. They like vibrate with happiness. Oh and through him taking it so seriously, but also treating Ray with like the utmost care, uh, fucking the teeth become part of Ray and Ray can reach them through the force and now they're her teeth. I like almost cried the it first time I read tender. it. When she says my teeth, I feel like they're mine. I feel like I have to just read that. Yeah, like listen, the teeth are like their own third character in this story. And it's, it's, it's cute. The teeth, like this writer through good boy sweater Ben Solo uh, was able to, to make something like this, like humanize isn't the right word, but like, like ascribe like life and meaning to it. That shit was fucking touching. So okay, so, so here's 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 a uh, here's our I guess we could say our emotional smut highlight. Hello, he, smut. hello, he says, peeking back inside. I can see you, you pretty things. Has anyone ever told you you're beautiful? Ray's beautiful too. You're so strong, just like her. Are you there to protect Ray? Is that what you're doing? And without thinking, he reaches in with his pinky, his smallest finger, and strokes once against the metal barrier. It's smooth and hot and silky, and he gasps and tears his finger away when the metal vibrates under his finger. It continues vibrating too, not physically, he thinks, but he can't, he can't tell. He's not touching it, but it vibrates in the force. And he's like, you know, how do you feel that? How are they supposed to be force sensitive? They kind of go back and forth a little bit right here. And she and Ray hums thoughtful. That's pretty neat. Try talking to them again. I can feel you, he murmurs. I know you're there. I know you can hear me. A brush against his mind satisfies him that he's right. And a second brush, this one from Ray, joining the other one, makes his heart soar. Yes, Ray's there too, isn't she? Do you like Ray? I like her too. The two vibrations intensify, excited, and as Ben watches the teeth slide open further until all that's left are several sharp points peeking out of the top and bottom of that ridge of skin that runs around the circumference of the inside of Ray's vagina. They're opening, Ben says. Can you feel it? Yeah, I can. Your little mouth is open, he looked at Ray. There are tears in her eyes again. These are good tears. She laughs as the first one falls off her eyelash and onto her cheek. I can feel them, Ray whispers, grinning, tears in her eyes. My teeth, they feel like they're mine. So like, hi, hi, I am not going to lie. I feel like that is a universal experience for non-cis male bodies, like just as a whole, like coming to terms with a part of yourself um, at different times in your life that you're just like, this is just how I'm built. Yeah. And also just um, that acceptance of the the body that you're given. And I'm not saying that you can't do whatever you want with your body. Obviously, Mm -hmm. like, do do what you need to do to affirm yourself. There is a universal experience of being dissatisfied with one's body. Because Mm -hmm. we're told that we have to be a certain shape or a certain size. We have to be a certain color. Mm -hmm. And we have to have certain textures and these things. Um, We have to have certain abilities. You know, and when you when you realize you don't measure up, it can be really hard to feel confident and oh, to yeah. be, and to, to vulnerable like and yeah. to be vulnerable with a partner. Yeah. So I feel like that fic really spoke to that sense. Um, it really spoke to to me uh, as acceptance of the vulva and acceptance of the vagina. And it's all of its quirks and sense and feels and yeah, textures like something that we don't have i feel like in our society is an acceptance yeah, like of I, that i really like part of me really feels like ben embracing the teeth was him embracing ray's vulva and vagina um and that is a journey that men who like having sex with vulvas and vaginas but for a lot of dudes they get told that bodies have to look and smell and act a certain way. And what they're told is so far removed from the truth that 
rather than accept that there are different kinds of bodies out there, they get angry at their ignorance. Oh yeah, and then just they, and it's just like a pride thing. And they double down on that no, like vulvas, vaginas, like pussies have to look a certain way, right? And if they don't, then like you're unclean or you're you're impure or some bullshit. So I really, I really appreciated that. And and it was so cute. It was so tender. Yes. No, this is definitely, this is, this is, this is Ben Solo post TROS. Like, this is the fix it fic we needed. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> this is um like, normally we talk about, when we talk about monster fucking. Yeah. Or like, you know, like. Right, it's always, uh, it's always, it's always Kylo who's the monster in a yeah, lot of cases. Yeah. Which, What's I don't that? necessarily think that, that Kylo should always be the monster because Rey is just as feral. Well, yeah, well, it's not it's not only that, but it's the mon- the monster fucking, the romantic trope in monster fucking is that the monster gets redeemed in some yes. way mm-hmm. by love, right? Yeah. That love redeems the monster. What I mean by that is that we're so used to seeing it be a male monster. Mm-hmm get that redemption um that we don't even have like the imagination capacity for thinking of women as sexy monsters who can be redeemed by love right yes Mm -hmm. and so i think that this is a version of that oh no i I think so too Uh uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i i really i really see that because um the 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 tropes that the it's so parallel right like if you look at like Beauty and the Beast, right? That's like the classic. Mm-hmm. That's like that's that's well, when see, and if think... you saw that when you were a kid, and that's what did it for you. If Beauty and the Beast you was your se- yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, if that was mm-hmm. your sexual awakening, well, and I think fucker. I think that's probably what I was comparing it to parallel wise is that the Beast turns back into a human at the end, right? Versus this Ray has that acceptance of the fact that her teeth are her teeth; they're just part of her that doesn't yes. change. Yes, and I appreciate as an adult, we can talk about those happily ever after stories is is i appreciate when the monster stays a monster maybe he's not monstrous inside because no one wants an asshole husband to spend an eternity with but like if my vampire boyfriend which i will argue is monster light uh is living for an eternity (laughs) uh i want him to still be what attracted to me in the first place which was his pale skin and his vampire fangs (laughs) like if i want my manticore husband to (laughs) to live and 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 fuck me in his cave with his his lion body is that what a manticore I, I think, think it's so. a tiger body, lion body. body. Like I want, like that's what attracted me to him, not his alter ego as a shitty blonde guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, you get it. Acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah, acceptance. It's, and I agree. I agree with that. I love. I love love stories where the monster stays a monster. Mm-hmm. Where else have we seen that? Hmm. I think it's called Venom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then Venom's just like, let's just make you into a monster, too. So you both can be monsters, and then we can monster fuck each other. So we can have, we're switches. Who's the monster today? And this lets me, let me, let me talk. Can I, can I please plug my favorite fic in the entire world uh, that has never updated? And uh, it's, it's a Venom fic. Okay. I found. Uh, do you want to just go ahead and do it? Let's just do it really quickly. Okay, okay. so the, the the Venom fic that I'm talking about is called Urges by Charisma Karn. Carne. Carne. Uh, Anne Wying and the Evolution of a Monster Fucker in 13 Parts. Uh, it is not completed. I will tell you the seven chapters that are already there are really hot. Uh, tentacle monsters. Uh, we've got... Uh, smut as a character study and size kink. So I'll take all three of those. Uh, so if you should read it, I'll, I'll link it somewhere in there. All right. I think I just found dessert. <laughs> Urges. It's great. It is prime venom monster fucking. So yeah. I'm just I'm just using this episode as an excuse. <laughs> Let's just watch Venom after this. Do that. Um, but no, I still really really like this fic, and I really great that the I really think that this was a great feminist interpretation of that that monster story and of course also of the vagina dentata mythology like putting those two things together it's so creative and i i love it because i also really love the context that this is happening in uh in universe because remember this is in universe and then it's it's diverging from the plot right so 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 yeah so they're back on the rebel base in ajan class and after poe tries to pop off at Ben, 
then and Ray has to like reel him in or she chooses to reel him in about it then after that Ben is just publicly going to Ray's room right like they're not sneaking around anymore and I feel like yeah like that's a very realistic uh representation of what would happen after Exegol I think and I appreciated about too, like it was implied to me that that Ray and Ben were virgins, essentially. And it talks about how Ben would after he met oh, Ray, watch. that was the first yeah. time. Yeah, like that was porn. First, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had like real sexual urges and he would watch porn. But and, always thinking about Ray, which oh, I think yeah. is always interesting because that could be read as like a demisexual kind of conversation. Um, but I also yeah. think it might be that's a good point yeah i mean it's it's hard because i know that that's a conversation that a lot of fans have problems with the idea of ben and ray having sex with someone other than them than each other is something that i i mean i think it's really rooted in purity culture and this idea of your one true this your one true pairing can only be for each other um but it worked for this world is what I think it did. Um, you know, I'm multi-shipping trash, so let everyone sleep with everyone. I'm polyamorous, so let everyone sleep with everyone, like whatever. Um, but I thought it really worked for this fit because you wanted that tenderness for their first time and that like um, that sort of like joyfulness that comes um, in these fics with your one true pairing that, you know, we're finally going to do it. Yeah, but it wasn't even it wasn't even shaped like that for me necessarily mm-hmm. because nothing in the fic to me touched on like a lot of the predestination yeah mm-hmm. setup that we saw in the first mm-hmm. two films it just felt like two people exploring yes like a, it felt a triggering of you know it felt like situation this would be, yeah it felt like this would be an organic thing that, that would happen between these two characters like in a realistic setting um and i really i really appreciated that and i really appreciated ben's enthusiasm to commit yeah where he was just like, like, no, like, I love this woman and she is great. Like, he was just. Doesn't being... matter if she has teeth between her legs. I am yeah, down to was, explore this. It was like, it was like real wholesome Ben hours. Like, I don't really know shit. how else to explain it. Shit. Like, he was definitely not Han in that moment. Like, he was Ben. Like, he was just like a good boy. Um, I think that all comes from Leia. That's just my headcanon, is that Leia wouldn't have been scared away if Holdo had uh, teeth in her vagina. And I definitely feel the same way that Ben was just like inherited that like inner compassion as he came back from the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until she met Han that she like started to get off on like cussing her, her partner out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe Han asked her to do that because he was into it. Shall we move on to our next fic, which yes. is uh, by Vanilla Villain, which has a whole bunch of ones and L's as ones as L's. So I'm not even going to bother trying. I'll just link it in our in our Google Doc that we've got. Um, and this uh, one is called Rooftop. Um, our summer- roof talk. Roof talk. Excuse me. Roof talk. So roof talk. Uh, ben goes up to the roof of his apartment building to chill out and pray some evenings, feeling close to God under the night sky. But when he befriends a young woman who starts showing up there too, he's forced to confront the hypocrisies of his church and his own doubts in ways he didn't expect and frankly didn't want. Um, and so our tags here are light dom sub, um, light angst, smut criticisms of religion. Uh, fruit, which we'll talk about later. Uh, guilt. Uh, we've got some homelessness in there. Uh, let's see. There's alcohol. Uh, bisexual Ray. Christian Ben. There's some religious guilt in here. Uh, there is some past abuse and mentions of homophobia. Um, I think are most of the regular, like the the ones that I think are important. Um, and it's is this is a good fic. I will. Just put it out there. I went to an all-girls Catholic school and this entire fic essentially uh, <laughs> is was like my sexual awakening. Like, like, I feel like being a queer woman and watching someone out of the corner of your eye thinking, maybe this is bad. Like, should I be thinking about my friend like this? Should I be watching my friend stuff their mouth full of peaches with a bowl between their legs? Sarah, I saw that, okay? and watching the juice drip down their fingers as they're reading innocently and I'm just looking out of the corner of my eye across the lunchroom wondering if those peaches would taste good not if her mouth would taste good so I definitely related to Ben Solo in this uh in this fic 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also went to Catholic school as a kid. Uh, it just, it really stays with you folks. No, it really does. It really does. And it's like, I'm stuck. I am 34 years old. And why am I still feeling guilty about spending all day masturbating? And I am still worried about going to hell. And Ben and Ben really struggles with this. So essentially, uh, Ben lives in an apartment and he goes out on the rooftop to pray um, and meditate with his own religious feelings. He's uh, been indoctrinated into a conservative religious sect that uh, Snoke and Unker Plutt are part of. Uh, Plutt is Ray's um, foster father. Ex-foster father. Ex-foster father. And he did, uh, he locked her in a closet. Because she didn't want to go to church. And, and he so would, and he beat her when he oh, found yes, when out. Oh yes, when he was an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh when he found out that she was queer. Yes. So there is there is those are those are the the content warnings that happen, but they are just uh, briefly mentioned, so it's not like there's any flashbacks. Um and that was one of the things that I really liked about this fic is that it was all in the present, you know? Like mm-hmm. you're very much tied up and it's from Ben's point of view. So I really appreciated um how how much uh, Sarah put, how much work Sarah put into us understanding, like Ben's guilt, yeah. with the least amount of of angst about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was it was efficient, mm-hmm. but also exploratory. Yes, very evocative. I did, I did yeah. feel like there was a lot that left. It really pulled out all of my feelings that I had when I was coming to terms with my sexuality and my faith. Yeah, language was mm-hmm. used. Very well here, like very economically. So yeah, so he's up on the roof and so's Ray and he, you know, it's a hot summer uh, afternoon and she's wearing these little shorts and probably no bra because that's essentially everyone's sexual awakening with uh, cis women. Yeah, like, uh, on the one <laughs> hand, I'm like, fuck you, itty bitty titty committee. But on the other hand, I'm like... Thank Good God. For you. Yes, for you. please don't wear bras. It's fine. It's Go for you. Good yeah. for you. So um, it's, it's great. It's wonderful and great. And so he goes up, up to pray, is running into Ray. She's offering him alcohol, a sip of her beer. And he's like, I can't. Like, like some, some like <laughs> fainting Victorian woman. I can't. I just, I don't. I don't want to feel like that. And so Ray doesn't pressure him, but then she asks him, like, I what don't do you want to lose control? Yes. She's like, what what do you think is gonna happen? And so then he's just she asks him later, like, why don't you look at me? And he's like, Because I I can't. Like I can't look at you. And she's like, but I want you to look at me. And he's like, But you're why do you dress like that? And she's like, For myself. And then of course she turns around and he checks out her ass, because he's He's been solo and he just he has it for Ray. Um, so at one point, uh, Ray becomes homeless. And so she's sleeping on the roof. And he when he hears this, he can't he can't stand by, you know, he he ta- he he walks the walk, you know, um, of kindness. And he says, well, you can sleep in my in my bed and I'll sleep on the roof. And she goes, no, I'm not going to kick you out of your own house. And he has to make the conscious effort to decide does he feel like he has the strength to have Resist her a feminine wow yes yes and he <laughs> says that he says that at some point like 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 you're gonna i'm afraid you're gonna seduce me yes because she's she says what are you afraid of and he's like i'm afraid i'm afraid you're gonna seduce me he has a dream that she's like a demon and yeah. he like gets off on it succubus <laughs> Vowed witch. So he ends up. He ends up. You know, uh, inviting Wife her of in. Satan. <laughs> he ends up inviting her in uh, to sleep on the couch, and they become closer, and they start watching things, and they're they start having those comforting touches, like hand hand holding or her her arm wrapped around him, and he can can't go back once he finds out that you know Plut was the one who abused her. Um, he can't go back to church essentially, and. Uh, it's he they, they they don't deal with it. He's just like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. And then he just gives in because Ray is so good that he just gives in. He's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to feel good with you. And I'm mad that Snoke has taken these feelings from me for so long and made me feel guilty. And that was so empowering to me was that realization he had that Ray was right and Snoke was wrong. Yeah. Um. And it's it's not to to say like oh like be an atheist. Um, it's more so to say like question what you've been told. Yeah, like, by people who have power. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Um, and uh, and and yeah, so it's it's a really lovely 
emotional parallel to the emotional growth that we see Kylo do in the movies mm-hmm. in the in the original universe. I just really enjoy that. But the the earlier when you said because Ray he he gives in because Ray is so good. Um, I want to unpack that a little bit more Mm -hmm. because she's so good about consent and communicating with Mm -hmm. him not only to get him to see her point of view but so that he can express himself yeah she does she tells him if this is too much for you tap my back yeah and even even when he doesn't do the tapping she is paying attention to his body Mm -hmm. she is sensitive to his body language and his breathing and she can tell by his reaction whether or not he wants her to keep going or if he needs encouragement or if he he doesn't want to go there. Like she is not just listening to his voice. He's not just listening to what he's saying, but also to listening to his body and what his body is saying. And like that, I know it's it's a lot of nuance and it can be difficult to learn if it's not something that you just, you know, latched onto as a young person. But learning to read body language and being present and aware of that in relationships with people, not just sexual, is so good for you, but just in the sense of teaching you to respect other people's bodies. Yeah, and I think that um, Sarah really, really shows this um, in her sex scene at the end um, where they're 69ing, which... Oh yeah. If okay. there's if there's, right. if there's if there's anything that I don't see enough of in fic at 69 because like I feel like in IRL 69 is just it's just hard. It's just it's a difficult position to be in like And now that we know when we read about it we're like it's not really that good. But but I like reading about it because I like that my brain thinks that we can both enjoy ourselves at the same time. It's one of those fantasy positions. There's a couple other <laughs> fantasy <laughs> positions that you're like that that does it for me, but not IRL. In fic, it does. Oh, yeah. So there's not enough 69 as far yeah, as The I'm other concerned. fantasy position is when he can hold you up against the wall the whole time. Oh, yeah. And his legs don't go out or his arms. And he's not, like, broken for days. And yeah. you can't use him anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then you can also actually have an orgasm in that position. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let me find the smut highlight here. Um, she goes. He goes, I, this is what Ben says. I wish we could feel good at the same time, he tells her. She rolls over to her side to face him. We can, she says. I'll lay on my back and you'll lay on top of me the other way. We can put our mouths on each other at the same time. Would you like that, he asks. It doesn't seem like having his penis in her mouth is something she would enjoy. Oh, uh, but it would just, be. Can I just appreciate that when, when dudes say that, I always like kind of laugh because it's kind of true, but also it's not true. Like it really, it really just depends. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us are really like hose for the dick in that way. Well, like, I mean, it also shows his self shame. Like just that one. Oh sentence, no! Yeah, you're right. Sorry. See, his... I was being a hoe, and I didn't see it from that angle. <laughs> but it's both. But it's both. Like he's he's considerate, but he also has a lot of shame about his own body. That yes. that his, no, his right. dick is That's not something point. that he thinks anyone would want to touch because it's shameful to touch there. So I love that it just that one sentence gives you two things. Okay. That's a good point. She smiles, definitely. She kissed him slowly and arranges her body for him, but he sits by her head. Will you be able to breathe? I will. <laughs> but if I have okay. trouble, I'll tap you like this. Hold on. She pats his thigh, and if you want me to stop, you can just lift your hips, aw- hips away and I'll stop. Okay. So, like, on the one hand, this is a very sweet uh, and and lovely scene because of the the consent like how explicit they're being about expectations and, mm-hmm. and what's and what they want and what what it's going to feel like what, too yeah. because that's that's something for his first time yes yeah. and i appreciate that and i appreciate being able to write about it in that way where you can see it as something sweet and vulnerable and romantic so you know when people are like but consent's not sexy like having to talk about it isn't sexy fuck like, all those no. people consent is hot yeah you can make that like put in some effort chad like you can make <laughs> you can make that shit hot okay yes, it's it called, is it's not called, hard it's called you just whisper it in your partner's ear yeah. it's called you like you flip her around and look in her eyes and say does that feel good yeah See? Do you want more? Oh my god. Okay, stop. Sorry, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Keep going. But, <laughs> so that that on the one hand, I'm like, I really appreciate like how sweet and sexy this scene is being at the same time. But on the other hand, I'm just like, could you imagine this fucking log of a man just like crushing you with his body yes. while his dick is in your mouth? Yes. Like, bitch, I would suffocate and happily. <laughs> I would happily suffocate. Oh my goodness. Like, 
I feel like reading that just immediately made me think about all of if those If he dies, fucking, he dies. Yes. But more importantly, <laughs> all of those fucking John Oliver bits. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. he's like, sit on my face, you heavy mammoth. Like, just, <laughs> just like coming up with like more and more ridiculous adjective plus just, noun just combinations. Be, just to be smothered by someone who you find very attractive, right? Just like, yes. just, like trying, trying so and still failing because... There are no words to fully encapsulate how much we desire a man who looks like Adam Driver, to who makes us feel the way Adam Driver makes us feel. Squish me daddy. To just crush squish the me daddy. breath. Yes. Okay. To to <laughs> extract the marrow from our bones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here we go. Uh, when she puts her mouth over him, he pulls away, breathing hard, and she rubs his hip. He kisses her inner thighs and lets her pull him back down to her mouth. He can hear her murmuring, but he can't make out the words over the air conditioner, but it feels good all the same. He can imagine what she would say, what she would say to him many times, what she said to him many times. Good. You are good, Ben. I love this. Beautiful. Like this. Just like that. Yes. Good. 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 He read once that dogs could tell the difference between nice words and mean ones, even if you'd use the same voice. She has the head of him in her mouth now, licking slowly over it. When he slips his fingertip inside her, rubbing up like she taught him, he, she moans around his erection, and the vibration chases all the way up his spine. He relaxes his knees, and she pulls him further into her mouth. She bends her knees to press her hips harder against his mouth, holding his hips still over her so she can slide her mouth over him in long, warm strokes, and he speeds up his fingers and tongues to match her pace. The wordless sounds she makes tell him, good, good, good. So, like, there's so much consent and body language. Ongoing consent. Yes, in this fic that, like, it really does it for me. And so the end, it does end a little bit um, abruptly, but we were talking about how it's perfect that way. It, like, really is. So, yeah, so earlier I mentioned to Kay, I was like, it ended kind of abruptly, but in hindsight... I was actually really appreciative of that because to me it highlighted that the story was more about the conversation than it was about the sex. Mm -hmm. Those difficult conversations where you're you're questioning the dogma that you are being fed by people who essentially want you to feel small. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it, and in contrast, you know, to me, my headcanon, just in life in general, is that the reason why it's so important to question your faith and your culture and your social practices is because if you don't do it, it keeps you from understanding consent. Mm -hmm. Because when we get indoctrinated, we're essentially being taught things without giving permission to be taught them. That can be really dangerous when you're a little person, when you're a kid or a young person, because you don't yet have the critical thinking skills to decide like how you want to be taught and what you want to be taught and what you want to learn about. At one point, um, Ben and Ray actually talk about that a little bit in the sense that, you know, he asks her, well, you know, you don't read the Bible. How do you know, um, right? How do you know what's right or wrong? Yeah. And like, cause that's, that's such a, ugh, I hate that argument because there, there are Here behaviors that are objectively good and you can be taught that just like person to person. You don't need faith to teach you those things. You don't need any religion to teach you those things. All right, so here we go. Uh, the only thing that felt different when I quit listening to the sermons was I didn't have to feel guilty for being myself anymore. I don't believe that, Ben says. The guilt there is there for a reason. And what's the reason, says Ray? Uh, to show you what you shouldn't do. How can you have more morals without the Bible? And Ray says, it turns out that I love people a lot better when I'm thinking about what what'll hurt them and not try and trying not to do that instead of trying to abide by a list of arcane rules. And why shouldn't I love myself at the same time? Why what why would God give you a body and say, don't touch this, don't enjoy it and don't enjoy anyone else's either. Um, and so, you know, they're having this conversation about this and it's the truth. Like, how can you have morals without the Bible is a question that a lot of people have. Um, if they've come away from religion, it's a question that I've had, you know, putting my kids in Catholic school, they're like, oh, well, it's a built in morals. But those built in morals oftentimes clash with what my own morals are. You yeah. know what I mean? In the present. Um, and 
it's true. Like, like the guilt is there for a reason, but who does that guilt help to feel guilty about touching yourself, you know, and masturbating and feeling self-pleasure? Like, who are you hurting? Like, yes, I'm sure there are ways that you can hurt other people by masturbating in front of them without consent. You know what I mean? Yeah, and well, it's also because the guilt, the guilt is being misinterpreted. The guilt isn't there because what you're doing is wrong. The guilt is there because you've been told what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, you're not then, you're not feeling bad because you're actually hurting someone. You're feeling bad because God told you you're going to hell if you do this. Well, thing. Yeah, and people told you that God said that you would mm-hmm. go to hell if you did this. Yeah. So that's mm, so that is I mean, as Kay and I said earlier, having both been raised Catholic and gone to Catholic schools, you know, that is just super relatable. We've we've seen like Christianity get twisted in lots of different ways mm-hmm. by lots of different Christ- Christian sects. So so yeah, and you know that's and that's the other thing too. You have to be careful of people who will use your faith to make them powerful. That's usually a bad sign. This is usually if you got like a lot of power collected in like one part of your faith, it's probably not a good sign. Just exactly. just saying. Um. So, so yeah, so I, I really related to that a lot. I, ugh, like, because, like, there's, it's, and it's not just religious shame. That's the other thing, too. Like, if, if you are listening to this and you're like, well, I don't want to read that because I don't understand all that, like, religious shame stuff. Like, I wasn't raised in any religion, so, like, maybe I'm not going to be able to relate to it or whatever. Um, but let me encourage you to still read it because... Um, this is a chance for some like emotional bridge building, I guess, in the sense that religious shame is very similar to lots of the other shames. Yeah. Uh, the the secular shames, mm-hmm. like be- feeling shame about your body because mm-hmm. it's not a certain size or shape or color, um, or it can't do certain things or it does do certain things. And then there's also the shame of having like just like uh just like fucking human shit man like mental health stuff or fucking like... i think shame is just a universal a universal feeling that yeah. everyone has unless you're a sociopath but even then maybe they feel shame I don't, in I a don't manipulative know. way i don't know <laughs> you know it's but yeah no i agree i think that i think that it's definitely a universal feeling and i i think that the religious context is 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 important to have you know to have that in there um I would like to also give a shout out to the adorable uh, art that's at the end. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Sophia, <laughs> Sophia and I both have played the Untitled Goose game, and we were really into the the Goose Low-like like, uh, thing. So Musical Milk. No, I didn't. This is the first time I read a, I've learned oh, about it. I don't, think never, I've, I don't think I've ever seen any Goose Low art. A lot of people or mention of it. just felt like the chaos that the Goose game I, I missed that gives wave Ray, on Twitter. Gives, gives Raylo vibes of some sort. And so... Musical Milk did a beautiful, beautiful artwork of Gooselow, and it's adorable, and you should definitely look at it. So my last thing that I wanted to say, and Sophia, I don't know if you read it because I know you had like more of a deadline than I did, but Sunday, 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 and this is by uh, Flowers of Carrots, so Dot. No, I missed that one. It's okay. I want to just tell you, and I want to, I want, I want to see your expressions. Okay. Okay. So Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is a, uh really short fic that Dot wrote for the Raylo After Dark's Bloody Valentine exchange. Okay. Um, and so it's <laughs> it's a Raylo fic with with Kylo as a monster truck and Ray as his driver. Oh no, I heard about this. <laughs> oh no. Okay, okay, are you ready? Oh no. So it tags- this is like some this is like some Herbie shit, some like Christine shit. Like oh, what? man, I didn't think about that, but yes. I mean who did I love Herbie? Listen, I, I am not here to kink shame. I'm not here to kink shame. But one of the one of these one of the sexual tropes that I've always had a hard time relating to is like the eroticism of cars. I've never You've just never gotten in the right car, Sophia. Like, don't get me listen, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You've never had a motorcycle between your That's legs. That's not true. That's not true. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. I was gonna say. Now I have been on a Ducati. Uh-huh. Going 90 plus miles per hour uh-huh. on the freeway in New England. Okay. I've done that. Okay. All right. So if it was BMX racing, Listen, Kylo. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> Listen, I'm not done. And yes, I was aroused by the vibrations of the vehicle. Okay. 
Like, it doesn't have to be a Ducati and it doesn't have to look a certain way <laughs> to make me feel that way. And I have been in the front seat of sports cars and old trucks, old uh-huh. fucking ass Chevy trucks that rumble and hum and okay. And I felt things, right? But again, it didn't have to be a certain type of car or truck to do that. All right. Well, I mean, no, I'm not done. I'm almost. <laughs> so when I say that I don't understand the eroticism of cars, I'm talking about people are like, oh, it's got to be like a Cadillac. It's got to be a sport oh, car. Okay. It's got to be a certain make or model or have like a certain capability um, to be considered, quote unquote, sexy. And like you've seen people react sexually to cars. I do it to cake. So like I kind of get it. <laughs> But I, I, with cake, I can eat. You know what I mean? Cars you just drive for 15 years. So, yeah. And so. That's a 15 year boner that you could have. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if, if the car doesn't make you feel that way, then I don't understand why people obsess. So, is, is that really what it is? Does everybody just get like vibrated <laughs> no, I by really, sports cars I really and that's why we're so horny for think, them? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just think that Dot really enjoys like the challenge of riding like a good thing. Well, fake. obviously. So, I really appreciate that. Because that is a fucking her. challenge. Because <laughs> if you're going to read any of her fix, it sounds sh- like it got pulled out of a hat. I mean, that's probably what happened. <laughs> and that's, I think, here we go. I think it even said here, uh, Lonely Lavender Bones. This is their prompt. Oh my god! Uh, and this is uh, God bless you, fucking... Lonely Lavender Bones. God bless you and your brain because that is some big brain thinking, girl. The the prompt was Mama Monster fucking at a monster truck rally Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> be there. Monster is author's choice. And so and so I would like to say that the first thing that happens is uh, Dot gives us uh, helpful terms for the glossary so that we can see what a sky wheelie looks like in our heads when we mention. <laughs> them uh what drop the hander what an endo is when the when the vehicle rolls over and over and i don't know if you can tell but <laughs> Kay likes she likes derbies and she's and she yeah she likes what are they called i'm turned on by demolition derbies, yeah she okay? likes she likes demolition derbies <laughs> she likes monster trucks i, monster I trucks. don't i don't entirely get it but that's okay i mean things turn I, on flames and then you scream about them like come on what is that it's adrenaline fueled who are you you came with me so <laughs> shut up that was my first time i had never made a habit i of took it. i took her her demolition derby virginity <laughs> and she enjoyed herself i do not it was fun okay so first of all persimone does some art for this uh the truck is amazing i would like you to look at this truck that's the Kylo Ren truck. Oh my god! <laughs> Someone made a mood board! Well, no, yeah, that's what Dot made, and uh, Persimone It's like a flyer! Yes, isn't oh it great? Oh my god, I love it. Isn't it great? So, uh, we have I our love black it. truck with uh, flames, of course. It's It's got the design from his helmet. It looks like the face the of cab. his helmet. Yeah. And then uh, you've got some red lights uh, on the bottom, because what is monster trucks without crazy-ass lights and fire? So, uh... Yeah, there's, there's fire, there's flames on the side, so you know it's going fast yes yes exactly that does make it go faster okay um so kylo is a sentient monster truck okay and ray gets him riled up by caressing the ball of his gear shift so there's that um he has tentacles in the back that just like hang out behind her like her thing and my favorite part is that finn you know hands up her helmet and he's like looking in the back and he's like ray we gotta get those wires tucked away and she's like oh i'll do it later because obviously those are Kylo's tentacles. So um, don't recreate this at home. But uh, Ray essentially is doing all of her tricks while Kylo's tentacles are essentially fucking her. So it's unsafe. What? Don't do that at home. Uh, don't do wheelies with your monster truck uh, that's sentient while also getting fucked by him because that's unsafe. Oh my God. <laughs> so content this warning, unsafe driving. tingle level. <laughs> Oh my god. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. And then um my favorite part is that, you know, she comes because it's great, right? And the metaphor of okay, popping wheelies as thrusting, like, yes, and then spinning around as Ray's orgasm, and then the flames as ejaculate. Because Kylo's exhaust like flames when he quote unquote comes. He's so happy. It's great. It's so good. Oh my god. And then my last point is that in the fic, they uh Dot says, um, at home they Listen, took these their are not, time. These are not points these are revelations i know at home they took their time spending hours together out on the farm but there was something special about doing it in front of an audience okay now just picture this what do you think 
sex with a monster truck looks like when you can take your time. Like, does she just lay out in the cab? They go for a long drive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that works, too. A long drive in the countryside. I'm just thinking about hours together out on the farm. I'm like, do does she sleep in his cab? Like, if they want to be together, does she just... My brain is blown. I feel like I need a chapter two dot. So if you could write me a chapter two showing me what hours in the field, I would be very happy with that. Oh my God. So I'm going to go ahead and end on that. This is one of my favorite crack fics that have ever been written. It, that sounds amazing, honestly. That's, it's it's that really so short. creative. It's so short. It's only uh, 996 words. So if you have a spare five minutes, you should read Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And I mean, I haven't read it yet, but I'm already convinced that if you change the name, Games, like that could be in a monster fucker anthology and there like, you go i would love to see that illustrated <laughs> that would be dope as fuck so that's our end of our episode today friends um i just want to um kind of drop this here uh we had two members step away uh, from the smut hut and um i have always stated that if it was no longer fun for people uh that they should not feel like they need to be part of the podcast you know i always wanted this to be fun and you know tros really really stabbed all of us in the heart in different ways um and uh, Michelle and Mari, you know, needed to step away for their own peace of mind, as well as different responsibilities that were pulling them in different directions that they needed to devote time to. Um, so we miss them a lot. Majorly, we were just thinking about how hard it was going to be to record today without them, without Mari's memes and Michelle's like soft zingers, you know, yeah. she was like an iron, iron fist in a velvet glove, you oh, know. Yeah. So uh, we miss them desperately. So if you two are listening, I hope that you realize that we miss you desperately and we're just we're just trying to limp along here. There will, there will always be a home for you here at this mud hut. It's true. Always. It's true. So thank Our you. Queens. Thank Your you. thrones shall <laughs> remain empty in dignity. We also just wanted to add um, here that we get it. You know, you're in, the, we're all in the pandemic together. You know, they talk about six feet apart together. It's like pretty true. And I feel like, um, Twitter, our timelines have all just been full of people who the normal things that bring them joy have been harder and harder and harder for them to find. And, you know, yeah. you're all valid. It's valid if you've taken a break for for writing. It's valid if you've taken a break from Raylo. It's valid if you've had to change fandoms, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's been hard for anyone to find the energy to be excited about something. Like, I feel that so much. I just want to take a minute to uh, pour pour one out for Mariana and for Michelle, but also really to just pour one out for the Raylo community. Cause like like I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go overboard here. I'm really not. I'm just saying as a fandom, we had that experience with TROS, and then as we were healing from that, the pandemic hit. Yeah, and that. That's rough. That's, yeah, that's rough. That's really rough. I mean, we had a we had a fix it fic episode set and ready to go to start recording um a couple weeks before the pandemic started and just the world just fell apart and none of us felt like we could face any of that yeah. right now. And that's you know? okay. If mm -hmm. you are taking things off of your plate so that you can focus on getting through this, mm -hmm. that is a hundred and ten percent understandable. Like, do that. Like, you gotta, we have to take care of ourselves through this because we don't live in a country that values, that values, mm -hmm. yeah, that values, you Self -care. know, care. Yeah. The care that is necessary for, for every individual person. So if you are taking time and energy to do that for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I respect the hell out of that. Like, be, this is this is definitely the time to not beat yourself up. This is definitely the time to be easy with ourselves, to be forgiving with ourselves, to be gentle with ourselves so that we can do it with each other. Well, and, you know, I'm just going to, you know, out myself here as daddy and say and say, I give you permission to just like do what you need to do to make yourself feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I and I think both of us here will tell you that you need to like take a break, sleep in. Eat some good food. Yes. Who cares what it is as long as you've got it in your mouth and it is nour nourishing to your body and soul. 
please eat. Don't no. forget to take your meds. Don't forget to take your vitamins and be safe. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, we will be back in a few weeks with uh, another set of fix uh, from our charity event. We raised $280 to try Woo! to flip the Senate in Georgia. I love and this you... fandom. I'm so proud of you. Yes, yes. We have, you've made us super duper happy and we're going to go ahead and record a couple more um, in the coming months. We have five fix that we get to review. Yes. So. See you later. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs>